Welcome to the Meta Era Nerd Podcast, where we talk about what people are watching, what people are, are playing, where we talk about everything meta. Where are your nerds, Rico and Marcus? And today we are going to go over gaming, anime, and just a fun article and some fun things that we're gonna, we have for you guys today. So I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Rico uh, to get us started with gaming. What's up, everybody? What's up, Marcus? Uh, hope everybody's having another good week. Um, this week, well, uh, for starters, I feel like I need to just uh, throw out there, we did take a, a week hiatus just because we had a lot of stuff going on, uh, are trying to kind of figure out, figure out like the little little issues and i'm trying to fix some issues i've been having on my side with tech in terms of like recording the podcast sound quality stuff like that so uh yeah it's good to be back and for this week we're gonna go straight into gaming uh one of the big rumors that's been going around uh past couple months maybe the past year uh has been about the switch about when are we getting a new switch when is the switch getting upgraded we did not too long ago, I, I don't remember the date exactly, Marcus. Maybe you could help me on it, but we did get the OLED switch. Not, it still hasn't been that long. It feels mm -hmm. like. Uh, do you know the date on that? Uh, man, dude, I'm like, I can actually get it for you right now. October eighth, twenty twenty one. So it's still relatively new. Not even a year old. It's about seven months old. Um, and I know usually when we start getting new, I, I guess upgraded hardware. Um, is where more or less you kind of see that something big is kind of popping up, right? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, October eighth, twenty twenty one. Has even been, has even been years. It's been seven months. Yeah, which I guess uh, for some people, uh, going from just the standard, uh, I believe it was an LED panel to uh, now an OLED panel, was quite quite the change. There was uh, some improvement on battery life. I think they did make a little bit of improvement to the to the joy cons also right the it was supposed to come with better like resistance to stick drift things like yeah, that uh, big issue obviously right uh sound i believe the sound is is better mm -hmm. um i think from my end i was still rocking the original switch uh so it did feel like quite a upgrade for me but i know maybe from people that bought that middle switch in between it didn't feel as much. I felt it a lot on the battery side uh, in handheld mode specifically. Uh, but I don't think it was the upgrade that a lot of people were quite looking for. You know, people want the, the 1080p uh, or even the 4K is what people are hoping for. Uh, yeah, especially when the rumors are kind of setting these, I guess, I don't want to say unrealistic expectations, right? But ultimately the expectation that... Um, you know the switch was coming out and people were saying 4k better life be uh, better battery life um just an all-around kind of better switch that was supposed to fix a lot of the problems that the that the original switch was getting now keep in mind we got the first switch the one point i already forgot version 1.5 switch which is that middle one that rico, that rico was just talking about and then the oled switch so we already kind of have three three renditions of the switch so yeah that unrealistic expectations um rose rumors um to kind of piggyback off of Rico saying, right, that people were ultimately not really happy with that, uh, with that upgrade. But ultimately, the upgrade I think did cost fifty dollars compared from the old, old, or fifty to hundred dollars to get that OLED switch. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So 
all of this is coming back into the news again because there's now there was some rumors a while back. I think they have since been. I think the company has since said that like this is not the case at all. But there was rumors going around about whether or not Zelda, the new Zelda Breath of the Wild two, was going to be able to run on the existing switches that we have. And I saw that probably circulating and uh, Reddit, uh, Twitter, probably for about a week, maybe a week and a half. I saw people just talking about it, talking about it. Then again, they're talking about, well, this would be a perfect time. The you know, new Breath of the Wild, uh, more graphic fidelity, you know, open world would be the perfect time for a new Switch with that better hardware. Then about a week later, we get a price drop on the Nintendo Switch. So it feels like if it's happening, like, is this the best time? Is it too soon? Do we really think that game is going to be, you know, is that game really going to take that jump forward? Is it worth it? Uh, Because if you're going to launch a new Switch with 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 a game, like, Zelda has to be it, right? Like, uh, yeah, well, but maybe, but 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 is it too soon? Uh, okay, kind of backtracking just a bit. And you mentioned mm-hmm. you, you quickly mentioned real quick about how um, is this Zelda going to be able to run on future hardware or this hardware? And you know, people are, for some reason specs always seems a big thing the, to be the big thing. But strangely enough, starting from Twilight Princess, Twilight Princess actually released on the Wii and on the GameCube. Despite that, you know, those uh, graphically issues, you know, that that performance issues from both. And not only that happened to Breath of the Wild, too, where people didn't think that Breath of the Wild was not going to be able to run on Wii U. Well, it came out on Wii U and it came out on Switch. Now, obviously, one's going to perform better than the other. Uh, but the fact is that they still came out for, you know, Zelda still was that transition period from one system to the next, one system to the next happened twice. So it the way it's kind of working... Zelda would be Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 would be that game to kind of do that and I wouldn't put it past them to already be working on a Zelda for this switch and a Zelda for the next switch right and it kind of makes sense right history it's happened twice it's happened with history twice and what better game to launch than you know Breath of the Wild 2 on the new switch and not only that Breath of the Wild part one as a matter of fact did release not did release right um but when because the original switch came out march 3rd 2017 the breath of the wild breath of the wild part one actually did release with um the og switch or you know the first switch march 3rd 2017 also so um as far as history is concerned it seems to be pointing in that direction um i'm not ready personally i'm again who's ever ready right because ultimately you're gonna dish out right and you just want to make sure that you're able to play your games and i know i mentioned to rico before um for me personally when it comes to new stuff like this is backwards compatibility i just want to be able to play my old games because that's the only thing that ever stops me from really kind of you know fully embracing the next generation it's just i want i like to play my old games man you know so that's my take on it anyways yeah and uh they did address they did uh i'm not i don't know exactly who it was but uh, it's it's escaping me right now, but I know they did confirm that no anybody that's worried about not being able to play the new Zelda game unless you have that new Switch, they made it known that that's not going to be the case. It is going to run on all versions of the Switch. Yeah, just to put anybody like it. that, anybody just to put anybody's mind at ease that was worried about something like that, because ultimately you do not want to create a 
a dilemma in which if you want to play the new, the new Breath of the Wild, you need to buy a new Switch. Which happens uh, a lot to the other things. And I know, I, I think of, you know, when a while back when PlayStation wasn't backwards compatible, remember that little jump? You know, people are, people are a backwards compatibility, regardless of what people say, you know, is a big deal. It is, right? People want to just be able to play those those games on, you know, currently. So, yeah. Uh, just, uh, yeah, and it, I guess it's just getting a little more complicated now that uh, some some of the generations or upgrades uh, on the hardware side are taking such a big jump. Like, for example, thinking about what, on the Xbox side, think about that a game you can run and play with people on the Xbox going from the Xbox One to the all the way to the Xbox Series X. Now think about the performance that you get from one of those to the other. Uh, and I know... A lot of people have this opinion, especially people that are able, one, able to get their hands on the, on the PS5s, on the Xbox Series S, Series X. Some of those people want them to drop the development of games for those old consoles uh, because they want to be able to, for a game to be able to run on the latest hardware like as best as possible because some people believe that and it's true to a degree that when you develop for the lesser of the of the generate the the least of the generation uh hardware wise well you if you start if you start building from there you kind of cut into what the game can really do yeah you build you build for the for the lowest common denominator and then you kind of have to add in these like series x patches or xbox one x what, what was the term for the one x it was enhance xbox one x enhance and now we have series x like or series s uh compatible or whatever so you build for the lesser and then try and optimize for for whatever the strongest hardware is at the time. I know uh, one of the things that was announced this week is there's a game by the name of Gotham Knights, which I think they canceled the PS4 and the Xbox One version because they plan to just fully optimize for the PS5 and the Series X and the Series S. So, And that, and that makes perfect sense, right? Um, I guess, though, and the way you may have sound, you know, ultimately, you know, you don't want to cut corners. And you want to, you want these developers developers to be able to provide the best you know game for the best possible system, right? That kind of that, and and I understand, like you said, you know, it is, it is true to a degree. Yeah, you 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 know, peop- I, I I believe in it too, uh, to an extent, but not not to the extent where I want to have anybody in the community like left behind, you know. I don't want anybody to not be able to enjoy a game either because they don't have the means or they can't get their hands on uh, a Switch or like our, the new Switch, the new consoles or whatever. I know they're becoming red, red, more readily available now. Uh, I think the Xbox is for sure. I think PS5s are still a little tougher to get. But uh, sure. yeah, not, what, it's been a year. 
Mm-hmm. Has it been a year, right? It's been almost, it's been not even it's not a year. It's been like eight months, seven months. People haven't been able to get it, man. So that's tough. Um, so yeah, there there is some there is some uh, some truth to that. We don't know what these consoles can really do un- until a game is fully one hundred percent made for like these beefy consoles that we have. Uh, but again, like you don't want any, you never want anybody to get left behind. You know, we're all in it to just have fun, enjoy. So the more the more of us that are able to enjoy this outlet, you know, the better off we all are. I think. Yes, I concur. Um, so then going into the next thing I have was, uh, there's reportedly a new model for the PS5 as well. Mm -hmm. And this is just something that's been registered. I think maybe trademarked in a, in a trademark. I don't think it even has a name yet. It's just, a like a a modeling scheme is what they see. Uh, uh, what it may, usually about a year, year and a half to kind of see these things whenever these things are output. Usually, right? I'm going yeah. Off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And what I what I was seeing, I think, is that some people believe that it's just uh, it's not so much an upgrade as it as it is a uh, like just a, a little bit of optimization of the console. I did read probably about two weeks ago. I didn't really pay too much mind to it, but I read that there was actually some new Series Xs coming out where they added a new... The only difference was that they were adding a new... Uh, what do you call it? Like an escape? Uh, like a vent. A, not uh, A little vent on the back for better cooling for the console because, you know, it's a strong machine. Uh, it's going to let out a lot of heat. So they said, like, oh, there's this new Xbox coming out, but all it is is that it has another, another vent so it can cool down a little bit more. Uh, so I don't know if that's the case here or if we're going to, if they're already looking to make some kind of change uh, and, and, and improvements, but it seems soon. Yeah, I know PlayStation mm-hmm. usually done a good job of, uh, of releasing multiple console, the same console, but in different variations, right? They go to a cheaper one, they go a more expensive one, more powerful one, a more accessible one, uh, digital only, not digital only, and they did it with the PS5. Uh, with the, I'm thinking of the PlayStation 3, where they had about four or five different PlayStation 3s in the family. So, and, and they come out quick, and they're going to keep coming out quick just to make them that, you know, hopefully easier accessible to everybody. Yeah, and one, one thing with the, with the current PlayStation, I know uh, on the Xbox side, we have uh, kind of a lesser, a lesser version, the more economical version, and then we have like the beefy hardcore version. The PS5, if I'm not mistaken, I think is pretty much the same version, just one with uh, physical disc tray access and one without. Right? Yeah. It's it's pretty much just do you want the digital or not? Yeah, do you are strictly digital? So I guess it would make sense that that they do maybe throw out another economical thing if 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 they are gonna make some kind of change, or maybe it is in fact just a, some kind of architecture change. So that they can, uh, they're the ones that have had a little bit more trouble getting consoles out there. Uh, so maybe it's just they're going to make some kind of change so that they can maybe pump out more consoles. So get it in more people's hands. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's it in, in terms of the consoles. The other big news I thought was that we touched, uh, I'm a big Skyrim guy. Uh, it was to me like it 
It was amazing. It's one of the best games of its time. Uh, loved it. It took up a... I spent a long time after playing Skyrim, initially looking for that next game uh, that was going to fill that that void. Uh, void or, you know, to be able to scratch that itch. And I never got it. I tried all these kinds of games, never got it until Elden Ring, I will say, until Elden Ring. Uh, but of course, it always made me look forward to the to the next Skyrim or not Skyrim, Elder Scrolls 6. Elder Scrolls is the title. Skyrim was just the that one installment. Uh, but before that, uh, we're supposed to get Redfall and Starfield from Bethesda. And this past week, they announced that they were going to be delayed. They made the decision to delay the launches of Redfall and Starfield to the first half of 2023. It was still slated, I think, to come out in holiday season of this year, which was right around the corner. And I think we commented on one of our other podcasts that we still didn't even know what this game was. Uh so I think we mentioned when we were talking about the upcoming Xbox uh, presentation, the Microsoft presentation that we're supposed to get this summer, that hopefully we would see something being that the game was right around the corner. But now we know that it has been delayed. Uh, I would imagine probably for a good reason. Maybe they weren't ready. Uh, I think any, any delay is good news to the, you know, uh, just because they'd have more time to spend with the game. And ultimately, and we've said it before in our previous uh, podcasts, we want a good game, a complete game. So by all means, take as much time as you need. And if and I know Rick was a big Bethesda fan and, and you know, was Skyrim and, and those. And I've only ever played maybe like one or two. Like maybe not, maybe not, maybe not, you know, even that much. But ultimately, when it comes to delays, um, it's always a good thing. And so hopefully we, did they say we were going to get information on that for the Bethesda Xbox showcase? They didn't say exactly, but I would imagine since it's just a year or, or not even a year, since it's just a slight delay, it's not like they're sending it back a full year or or two. Uh, it's just going to go from, I don't know if it was November or September to the first half of 2023. So at the most, like six months later, I would imagine. Yeah, uh, so 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 I I feel like we have to see something. They they didn't they didn't specifically say, but I feel like we're getting something for sure. Yeah, I mean I I would I would think so. I would think right, and especially because Phil Spencer did um did make a comment on it right, you know, having to um better meet the expectations of of the community. And again, I've always thought he's done a awesome job damn great job when it comes to just keeping the fans in the loop and you know really advocating for for the gamer and every time he stands up and he always and that's his that's his mantra right for the gamer for the gamer and you obviously you know really see it you know it, there was a delay people were you know obviously kind of you know distraught about it you know sad about it and then for him to he didn't have to right for him to go onto twitter and, and post and and um kind of back up but that's then and you know show that support uh for his company and you know for Xbox overall, so the fact that he did comment does lend lend itself to that. Hopefully, get more information, especially since we have no early ideas on what these games are like. I'm I'm down for a space opera, man. It sounds uh, sounds amazing. Of course, uh, I'm curious what what Bethesda games. Honestly, I haven't played too many, uh, to be perfectly frank. But what Bethesda games have you played? I've tried and that limited. Um, it's more tried out than anything else. I remember actually did trying out the um, 
What was it called? The one before Skyrim. Uh. Uh, Oblivion. 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 Yeah, I've tried that one. Uh, I've tried. I've tried Wolfenstein a long while back. I've tried the Dishonor, the first one. Um, obviously the Fallout series, and I still remember playing Fallout Three, and that was okay. one of the ones where I kind of got through completely. Um, Fallout Four picked it up briefly. Um, so, not not that I've you know really gone through nitty gritty, especially when like you have I know I know you put hours and hours into Skyrim. You know I haven't really gone to that much, but I've st- I've 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 given these games a chance, and ultimately you know it comes to me giving chances. 10, 15 hours, and it's not that I didn't enjoy them. I just kind of picked up something else and rolled with it, and just kind of completely forgot because I'm always playing something. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I think I played a little bit of one of the Doom games. I tried. There was another shooter also that they put out a couple years before that. Rage was it called Rage? Yeah, Rage. I, I tried a little bit of Rage. Uh, but honestly, the big one for me was Skyrim. Uh, when that came out, I believe it was in 2011. Uh, I just fell in love with the game. It was fun. Just exactly the way that we had this refreshing dose of Elden, uh, Elden Ring. Uh, that's exactly what Skyrim was back, back in the day for me. That's the only thing I can like put like, that's the only way I can like make that comparison. Uh, I know that. Uh, I think we did try Elder Scrolls Online for a little bit, but we didn't like get too into it. I know See, it was bu- I, it, it was buggy at at the beginning, and I know I hear a lot of people say that it has improved drastically since launch. I know you guys got in a little earlier, and I wish I would have joined you because I think when when Rico was it was on Game Pass for a while, and I kind of picked it up, and I was playing by myself. I think I did play it like twenty twenty five hours. I really enjoyed it, just kind of going out there and just you know being this thing and just kind of just kind of going through the magic and through the you know what type of build and the world and stuff like that and there was since the story was there but just because it was so massive and so huge i was just walking around and killing things and doing a lot of stuff and it was a lot of fun and that was because i was by myself and i got into it a little bit late i was playing by myself for a while rico played with me just for a bit but elder i i wish i would have gone on that hype um so that's that's what i'm kind of excited for 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 um Starfield, just because I don't know, Rick was always talking about a big Bethesda guy and stuff like that. But if it's anything, it's just open world and kind of having fun. And usually I, I've adopted that mindset where it's just go in and play. You know, don't worry about anything. Don't look anything. Just go in and have, have a good time, you know, especially for completionists and always having to complete stuff. It's it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. And Elder, Elder Scrolls Online was a lot of fun. So Starfield, I'm sure, especially if it's in space, that sounds like a damn good time something a little (laughs) different and then also being that now with the acquisition of bethesda to to microsoft uh these games are going to be on game pass yeah so no reason not to try it out try something fresh something new uh but yeah that's it for that uh what else oh overwatch the beta ended since last time we got to uh got to talk about this um, I know we both said that we're kind of missing it now, having gone back and played Overwatch One a little bit. Right, we've, uh, we've actually the last three or four days already since it's ended, and we put in a good, you know, matches, a good number of matches. And I know we've talked about it online um, while we play, where it's just I, I personally miss how fast, you know, Overwatch Two is. You know, the the, the that lack of a sixth tank and going five v five, no shields. And I know Rico mentioned crowd control, like. 
I was just, and I was getting frustrated. I was immediately, just, bro. Immediately, the CC <laughs> abilities of going back to playing tank, and then boom, brig, uh, a brig, a bridge, ah, a Bridget comes and stuns me, and then a McCree flashbangs me, and then I'm getting punched by Doomfist. Like, I, I let me play the game, please. <laughs> I was more on that. Uh, I was more on that. Um. I was attacking, and so I'm going in there with a wrist set, and it happened a couple of times, not too much, right, where I would uh, think I was using my javelin, but I wasn't. Um, I was using my, my pull ability, and I was just like, I guess. <laughs> and then on the other side, they had a Rhine and a Sigma or two shields, and I was just like, there I am, shooting at a shield, trying to break it. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so it was pretty funny, and then I proceeded to get, you know, trapped, stunned, frozen, all in one game. Oh. Frozen. Oh, it's another one. <laughs> it, it's awesome when you're doing the freezing. Sucks when you're the one yeah, being frozen, yeah. right? <laughs> Straight up, man. I, I, I used to like playing Wrecking Ball a lot, and it, it was always my. See, it's just so many guys. I'm getting frozen. I'm getting stunned. I'm getting. I'm getting bashed. I'm getting punched. Like Jesus, getting trapped because there's a random trap in the middle of nowhere that had no business. <laughs> a lot of fun, but no, yeah, I do miss Overwatch too. Um, so. There's a date, right? There is a date coming out for Overwatch 2 uh, for more info. Yeah, the date that they gave us that I'm seeing here was they tweeted out coming through save the day for Overwatch 2 event on June 16th, where we will share our plans for the month or plan for the months ahead, including the next PvP beta. So it's just, again, it's one of those funny announcements for an announcement. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. But at least we know in a little under a month we're gonna have a we're gonna know more. Uh, now, it, it does seem like when June 16 hits and they 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 talk about the next PvP beta, um, and usually whenever they do things like this, it's coming. If not immediately, you're talking like in, in the next week or so. So that's what I'm excited about. And I, it's I, I haven't seen anything like that. But you know, going through its history in retrospect, that's that's about what we've seen, right? Mm-hmm. So. Hopefully, getting that in the summer too, man. Oh yeah, yeah. June sixteenth does end up falling on a Thursday, so it would make sense if they do come out the next, like the next day, or Tuesday. that would be like the weekend or that that weekend. I know usually they come out with stuff on the on Tuesday. On the, usually, that's when they do updates and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But uh, they could announce Thursday, possibly that. They're going to reopen the beta Friday. They could do something the next day, Friday. There should be some Overwatch League matches that night uh, and weekend. So maybe they could do the beta key drops again, get more people in there. Uh, maybe wait, Maybe they will allow people the weekend to get keys and they will up, up, uh, upload or update the client once again on Tuesday. Or maybe they'll just open it up that weekend and say, hey, surprise, have at it tomorrow. They just watch... Watch Overwatch League and get. I I don't think, but I don't think they would do that either. But you never know. Yeah, I just I, want. I just I, want I, it as soon as possible. To yeah. be honest, <laughs> I just because like I I got the beta before. I don't want to wait on another beta key. Like this is a chance. Hey, we already have players. Let's give out more keys to the people who don't have. You know. Cause, oh oh that that's what I mean. That's okay, what I mean. Okay. Okay, I mean like, I, I, that, I that's what I mean. Wait. I don't want to wait I mean. for another key. I was lucky. I was one of the few lucky ones. <laughs> yeah. That I I should have clarified. That's what I meant. Like everybody that has the client already has it. Period. Yeah. But the beta keys will just be for somebody else, and hopefully they don't do a four hour thing again because I feel like that was a little bit 
excessive. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it come can't come, can, come soon enough. Yeah, and uh, just my last thing would be uh, we both miss it. Uh, I think I, on my side, I miss it just uh, simply because of the pacing and the CC. I feel like uh, with that as a basis, I feel like the base of Overwatch 2 is headed in a very, very good direction because this is just, this really is just the start. Uh, and I think it's awesome that they're allowing us input, uh, the players, you know, creators, uh, some of the pros allowing a little bit more input, seeing what people think of this, what think of that. Uh, and they did put out a pretty nice, uh, update on one of their, one of their, I don't know if it was on the forums or what, but they were able to break down uh, different changes and percentages that that added to and like uh, win percentage, usage, uh, and stuff like that. I, I thought that was really neat. I thought that was one of the best things I I feel like I personally have ever seen them put out in terms of like news and changes and how buffs and nerfs kind of affect heroes. Uh, and just a, a little bit of insight as to how they look at things and the numbers that, yeah, what, what dictates where they feel like changes are good, not enough, or went too far. Yeah, um, that was a fun read too, uh, the developer notes. So yeah, we just look forward to the next part, part two of the beta and the building process for Overwatch 2. Uh, anything you hope... Uh, maybe long shots or maybe stuff that's a little bit more practical that they will do in the next beta in the next beta and i guess i don't either i guess it can fall within the realm of practical but maybe a long shot is i want to see i want to see some just give me some pve news and i'm pretty sure that i'm pretty sure i'm not too you know um as a long shot it's not too of a long shot to say that i just want to see some uh just where's where, where's it going in that direction as far as PV is concerned? Because I know uh, yesterday we played uh, archives of PV stuff and we, we spent a good three hours just you know and playing the same mission. And we played those missions a million times for, for whatever reason. They're just a lot of fun. So I do want to I do want to see more PVE info. And I've always been a sucker for just character models and stuff like that. So I do want to see the new character models and if there's any any other things that are coming out. Uh, but main thing for me is just PVE. I, I do want to see just you know. Give me, throw me a crumb or something. Throw me a cookie, uh, just so I can see what's up with that. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, on my long shot, my pipe dream is uh, PVE stuff as well. I also enjoy that, and in playing the archives missions or anytime they bring around any of those PVP or PVE activities, uh, the archives, the uh, Junkenstein, I always get a kick out of those and the challenge missions and just it's a nice change of pace to be able to try characters I don't use too much or that I don't really use in you know competitive settings and stuff like that. Uh, speaking of competitive, another thing I'm not, I'm not sure what changes or in what way they're looking to change competitive like they mentioned in one of their dev updates but I feel like that was the biggest thing that people, uh, the, the biggest gripe people had about the beta, that there was no comp mode. So because I don't know the nature of the changes being made, I don't really know if that's a pipe dream or if that's kind of a more practical side of uh, 
of what I can hope for, but I do hope that there's something there uh, in terms of uh, them putting competitive this next go around. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think just the, the easy thing, I hope there's a little bit of uh, a little bit more balance uh, in terms of certain characters like the, you know, the the junk rats, the roadhogs, the divas, the the you know just the characters that didn't get too much love this last go around, just a little something to maybe throw them in there, maybe yeah, maybe one or two reworks, or just a little bit of uh, a nerf to some, a buff to others, just so you know everybody we can get to that that place that we all dream of where everybody can just play their own, their their favorite heroes, you know, because where everybody the, at, at a time when everybody's being played is, you know, the best, that's like the dream for overwatch, right? Instead of using the characters. Cause again, you don't want to pick a character and people say, Oh, that's a throw pick already. And you're kind of like, well, I just want to play this character. You know what I mean? Yeah. And see, of course, uh, the game is always going to have counterplay, right? But, yeah. but, uh, you know, you want to enjoy it. You want to enjoy your guy or your gal. Yeah, uh, Diva, Diva, three lives. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> Imagine that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I would not. <laughs> I can hear it now. All, all, all my friends telling me, all my friends, oh, OP Diva, three lives, OP Diva, and I'm over here like, she's not even, you know, whatever. <laughs> all right, so I think that's a wrap on Overwatch. Just uh, we can't wait, can't wait to play play again. Yes, June 16th. So uh, transitioning over to the anime side. Marcus, what do you got for that? All right. So for the anime section, and uh, I'm not going to spend too much. Hopefully, I won't spend too much time. I just I do, do want to kind of go through mm. quick. Oh, it's uh, happening. <laughs> I always say that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, back from the get-go, I know a Mob Psycho, a Mob Psycho uh, Season 3 scheduled for October 2020, uh, 2022. And I still remember, you know, Season 1, I say, you want to see some, some good stuff, great stuff? Mob Psycho, Mob Psycho, and I, and I, I know I've mentioned it to a lot of people to kind of give Mob Psycho a chance, and I know it's just it's eye candy, it's great to watch, and if I'm not mistaken, I know that season three, maybe there might be something coming out again. This is from what I know, uh, from where season two left off, there was only a few chapters left of the manga for Mob Psycho 100, so we should be nearing an end soon. Um, so if not season three, maybe a movie, and I know movies seem to be the trend of what it's going to. Um, and I know it's again by the author of of uh, One Punch Man, and I know Rico's a huge One Punch Man fan. So, um, what do you think about that season three? You excited? I'm excited, and and it's funny you mentioned One Punch Man. I'm, I mean, I guess they are going to be forever tied because of the you said the writer, right? So among, yeah, the author. So uh, when I watched One Punch Man, I was just so pleasantly surprised at something different and a very different take on an OP character. And immediately I was like, you know what? I want to watch something else where the character is OP, but it's not just that simple. Yes. And that's how I ended up. I think you had mentioned it too in the past. I'm not sure if you mentioned it or if I read it first, but I remember both those things happened. I read about the show. You mentioned it, whatever order it was. And I ended up watching the show, loved it visually. I think it, I think it stacks up next to just about anything 
you see, and, and and this is me going off on a tangent real quick, because yes, and I understand Demon Slayer, its animation is superb, it's fantastic, 10 out of 10, but you know, there's already been some great stuff out there. There's already been amazing things. And Mob Psycho is up there for some of the fight scenes and the visuals and the animation that is just top notch. So I just want to throw, throw out that little two cents there. Yeah, I think I think the contrast of uh, of Mob Psycho is something that really. Uh, that really just highlights the fight scenes and the power stuff because there is like a base level of animation that you see within the show but then when anybody exhibits any of their abilities or powers or something supernatural it takes it it takes that to another level so much so that it highlights like those scenes in just like a phenomenal way color wise just it, it's just beautiful they they stand out so much not that the that the normal every day when you're watching mob reagan you know at school or in the office like not that that's not good looking but just that that drastic change is just oh there's something about it, it it's it's amazing yeah and it's gonna pop off it, it's gonna pop off and we are it's it's gonna i'm pretty sure it's gonna lead up into that conclusion um see more or less where it goes but uh mob psycho season three if you haven't checked out the trailer check out the trailer because it's gonna be a very very beautiful looking um continuing on real quick uh, dude i hope i hope we get another uh i hope they go three for three with ops because the first two amazing oh, i know oh man bangers banger i don't know mob psycho uh Usually, it usually has amazing openers. So I, I agree. I agree. And I know the, the season one has that iconic one, two, three, four. <laughs> oh, I love it. Love it. I think, do you prefer, are, are you the one that mentioned one time that you actually prefer the second one? I do prefer the second one. So, but I think, I think op- openers and endings is what can, can actually be a topic of conversation for another podcast because. We can go on. I know we we developed our lists and stuff like that, but I do actually prefer the second one over the first one. I know you you and our boy Cornelio, uh, shout out to him, actually did say they mentioned the first one. And Cornelio says, you're crazy. You're crazy. And I thought I kept yeah. on it. You're crazy. And I'm like, okay, sue me. <laughs> yeah. All right. But, All yeah. right. You're Stephen A. All right, Stephen A. <laughs> I know, right? Come you here, come enjoy here. Your, your second OP. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Continuing on. Um, the Blue Lock anime has actually reveals its promo video and the October premiere. So this was also coming out in October. And just to kind of give you a little little um, little heads up on this one, as far as the manga is concerned, now keep in mind when it comes to manga being in the top twenty and the anime hasn't even released, that's a big deal. Blue Lock is actually sixteenth on the all time uh, twenty twenty one um, all time selling manga for that year. So the fact that it's 16, anime hasn't even come out, it's going to be huge. And I told Rico, this is the um, this is the soccer, uh, this is Haikyuu, but soccer version. So something to look forward to as far as Blue Lock is concerned. You can already see that the animation and the pictures and the stills look beautiful. So something to look forward to. Blue Lock, if you haven't checked that out, it's not on your radar. Make sure it's on your radar quick, especially if you're a Haikyuu fan. I know Rico is a huge, huge Haikyuu fan. Um, so just keep your mind off for that one um fire force season three another one that rico has as rico seen uh, and that i've seen too uh fire force season three officially announced and i know the manga already ended and i know you know i i haven't read the manga i've, I've refused to read it just because i do have my preferences um and how i do things but fire force season three is officially announced 
Um, what's your take on that? Uh, I'm just excited. Uh, Fire Force was one of those that actually took me by surprise. Uh, I Especially love the before. characters. I love the team. Uh, the introduction. This I, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but the introduction and the uniqueness of the evil team and getting to learn more about them in season two to me most exciting evil team to me they're not at that level yet but just for what they could be and the excitement that they bring me uniqueness uh most exciting team since the akatsuki to me the white clad right yes yes yeah yeah they're and you see that's that's the thing where you're introduced so many characters and you just hope to get that background information um but yeah, no, no. Uh, I had a lot of I had a lot of fun too, especially with show. Um, we still don't really see, and we didn't really see much from show except for the end of season one. As far as just exactly, um, he's capable of right. The brother, is that my yes, I think it, mm-hmm. right? The brother. So yeah, and and that's because he, even the even the the guy, and I forgot his name, um, at the end of season two, where he's he's battling it out because they're trying to take that um, uh, that pillar is intense. Um, I forgot his name. The one with the white hair, black dude. Yeah, the big, the big, uh, yeah, powerful, and, indestructible guy. And the thing about Fire Force, and it's always just impressed me. And the, and the visuals are good, the animation's good, but the sound effects, the sound effects, and it, they really pop. They really stick out, especially when Shinra is going um, and popping off on his legs, and it has a little pew sound, right? Whatever that mm-hmm. sound, the high pitch noise, the sound effects. And, and nobody really talks about it, or at least I haven't seen anybody talk about it, but it sounds amazing. And I would like to watch something like that in like Dolby or, you know, Dolby Digital or something mm-hmm. to really hear, you know, the sounds because it does sound amazing. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where it, it has so much potential and we're still so early on. You know, I want to see. I want to see and learn so much more about characters like Arthur, like Joker, like Licked. Like uh, Burns, your boy uh, Benny Maru, yeah, uh, you know, like there's just so much potential across so many characters. Uh, what's her name? The character from uh, the leader of the the very first uh, girl that is uh, like the bad guy. Yeah, I forgot. Um, pink hair. Mm-hmm. What's her name from Company Five? She the leader of Company Five. Hibana, there we go yeah you know there's just so many cool characters and there's something about like these uh these anime where everybody just has their abilities are so different and even though they're all supposed to be based on in some way like having to do with fire or something along that lines like they still found a way to make everything so different and unique and the characters are all all so different as well. Uh, Vulcan is another one of my favorites that I like. Well, um, and, and and the world overall in general, right? The world is just something that, and usually when it comes to shonen and people that kind of establish this world, Japan, uh, you know, in modern day Japan or in feudal Japan, or in some way, and this one has its anytime it has its own universe, it's always interesting because we always want to get that 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 background information for this world that they created, especially since we know 
It's from the creator of Soul Eater, and me and Rico did have heard rumors, kind of a small spoiler here, right, that there is some sort of connection between Soul Eater and Fire Force. What that connection is, we don't know, but I know we were, we were huge Soul Eater fans because it did come out a long while back in, in the early 2000s, um, mm-hmm. and it did, it did take the, animal, the anime world um, where it did become that popular. So hoping, hoping maybe, right, and, and there's a connection out there that this does lead, lead to some sort of a Soul Eater reboot or Soul Eater, Soul Eater brotherhood is what we'll call it right so that would be really cool to see uh, because i know the original soul eater kind of deviated from the manga and people are really upset about that especially because the characters in that one were again this this author does a really good job of just you know giving us amazing characters so hopefully yep. by the way uh our guy's name is charon the the big the big guy indestructible charon, yeah charon, charon. yeah he had, some, he, had, he had one of the better fights too but yeah, we did get a little bit. We actually, they went as far as to give us a little teeniest, tiniest bit of a tease to the, the, that uh, tie in with Soul Eater uh, here at the end of season two. Um, yeah. You know, and being that it's something that we both enjoyed and like so many other people enjoyed, uh, we, want, we want more. We want just a little bit more, maybe something a little different from uh, Soul Eater and just being that these two universes are in some way kind of connected is exciting and more is always good and regard regardless of you know how, how it is whenever you give us something it's going to be good so excited about that um continuing on Crunchyroll to stream chainsaw man anime and i know oh, we really knew chainsaw man was coming out um and this was a bigger deal when Tra- when Crunchyroll and funimation were kind of separate because it's a matter of who's going to get the right to stream these things or to stream this particular anime and i know now that they've merged um you know, people say, oh, well, obviously it's going to go to Crunchyroll. Well, that's still, obviously there's still other ones such as Netflix uh, can actually have given the rights. And I know I've seen a lot of people, oh, thank God Netflix didn't get it because they would have ended up on Netflix jail, meaning that they would, they Netflix usually waits for the entire season to air before they put it on Netflix. Now that what they've been doing, and it's a little kind of off topic, Netflix has been kind of doing that weekly to weekly um, release date. And I know they're doing it with, with Comey Can Communicate season two. So maybe they're kind of getting away from that whole Netflix jail thing. Um, but yeah, Chainsaw Man is going to stream on Crunchyroll. Um, the hype behind it is real. I'm always going to say that because Chainsaw Man is awesome. I did read the manga um, even before the fact, and it just blew my mind because Fujimoto's just storytelling and, and his overall themes are just great, um, especially with the, the new one-shot that came out. Uh, I mentioned it a while back in a previous cost, uh, podcast. Um, Ari says goodbye. So to stream on Crunchyroll, it's gonna, uh, that's going to be good. Um, and again, the only reason because it could have gone to High Dive because I know High Dive is the only place to watch um, your boy Kong Ming, which is another one. Um, and if maybe anybody else decides they want to get on the anime train, um, there's nothing stopping, let's say, Apple from saying, hey, we're going to pay X amount of money to take this anime. So anything can happen. Uh, so yeah, just to kind of put it out there, Crunchyroll, a place to watch Chainsaw Man. So it's going to blow up when that one, when that one rolls. Um, any thoughts on that, Rico? No, I'm just uh, excited, and um, you know, I, I I pretty much have all streaming services for the exception of High Dive, right? Yeah. The so, uh, yep. So, uh, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. I know there's a lot of hype around it, and I hear I hear good things. And as of late, I kind of have been into watching things a little bit more dark, gory. Stuff like that. So I mean, this can cannot come soon enough. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be dark and gory. It's gonna be great. Um, I'm on that boat. Can't wait. Um, but to yeah, and continuing on, 
like uh, and I always kind of put them. I, I put them together, right? Manga and, and anime. And I did want to go over this list that just dropped. Um, it's by Oricon. They usually kind of have these numbers. Oricon.jp. Um, so the best-selling manga for for 2021 overall in Japan. Now keep in mind that these numbers um, for are for again all of 2021. Uh, so the anime on some might have come out, might have not come out. Now keep in mind that anime are do do exist to pump the numbers up of manga in general. So just FYI on that. Uh, number one. Jujutsu Kaisen with um, with almost 31 million, a little under 31 million copies sold overall. Now this is the entire um, series. Jujutsu Kaisen at number one for 2021. 2022 Demon Slayer at 29.5. Tokyo Revengers was which got a huge boost at 24.9, almost to 25 mil. Attack on Titan actually being the one with one of the steeper, but again this one did get its manga rise. You know when it first started coming out in 2013 and obviously in 2019, 20. 20 when the new seasons come out 7.3 mil my hero at 7 million which is interesting because it, this one's only been out i think since 2016 the fact that it's kind of straddling that 7 million especially and we haven't we're about to get new, uh, a new season soon so maybe more people will pick that one up one piece is always going to be up there as long as it exists at 7 million chainsaw man and again the anime has not come out and people do not read is number seven with five million so people are saying you know, Chainsaw Man, it's going to blow up. And yeah, I'm telling you, it's going to blow up. So those sales are going to skyrocket whenever the anime drops. And number eight, Spy Family at just under 5 million, just under Chainsaw Man. I keep in mind, this number is for when the anime had not even dropped yet. The anime has dropped and those numbers. And I, I remember there was an article, um, a chart a while back, where it was the best-selling manga recently in the month of April. Um, and it's going to be in the month of May. And it sold five mil or you know for whatever it was for that month already kingdom kingdom actually hitting its uh season four of the anime at 4.6 the kingdom kingdom's been around for a while talking about the basically the um the unification of china uh, right before the han dynasty i believe the Qin dynasty if i'm not mistaken i know it's very popular i am waiting for that to kind of because that one's apparently still supposed to be you know going on and obviously there's a spoiler if you know your history uh, you already know how it's going to play out but obviously the drama uh of stance of kingdom is going to hit and then at number 10 we have haikyuu at 4.3 million now the fact that haikyuu is still selling manga in 2021 um is a big deal because we have yet to get information on a new season of Haikyuu and Haikyuu. I think we have all this awesome stuff, right? But as far as like the the fan service, if you want to call it, I call it not fan service in the sense of you know, you know, waifus and stuff, but uh, giving fans what they want and what they're gonna like. Haikyuu is gonna be a big one, um, and I know Rico's always salivating for just new information. But. 4 million number 10 in 2021. Hey, that's a big deal because it's going to it's going to keep popping out. Um I just don't want to I I just wanted to go over the top 10, but fairly quickly a couple um that are, are not anime right now, but Kaiju number 8 at 11 with 3.7 million. Now Kaiju number 8 has not have a release date for anime at all. And it, that one's also going to be one of the ones that kind of blows up um when it does release. Blue Lock at 16. I did mention Blue Lock. Um, at 16, um, another, a couple of other ones, Fire Force at 24, Kimono Jihen at number 25, 
Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, 26 with uh, 2 mil. Um, and I want to say it kind of wraps up that list. I am looking for one in particular, and it's actually the one that I'm reading right now um, called Jiro Kuraku. Um, it's not on here, but Hell's Paradise is actually supposed to be um, coming out soon also. So just a shout out to Hell's Paradise uh, just to kind of wrap up this manga list. If you'd like to see more of the top 50 best-selling manga 2021, go to Oricon, or you can go to Twitter and follow uh, at Jose K. J-O-S-U underscore K-E, and he's actually the one who provides these charts and kind of puts all this information in a nice, real cool-looking chart. So if you want to give him a follow, uh, shout-out to him for providing these lists at an easy glance. Um, go, You can go ahead and follow him on Twitter. Um, and as far as overall anime is concerned, uh, that kind of pretty much wraps it up. Um, we are going to get into these what I, I well, how do you want to call this? I guess our fun activity or our um, um how would what would you call it? Uh, I would probably just preface it by saying that uh, earlier this week, uh, we have a group chat, Marcus and I, with another friend of ours, uh, Cornelio, and uh, I'm sure we'll have him on here sometime soon. Uh, you'll get to meet him, the crazy person that he is. But Marcus posted a picture that he had come across. I'll, I'll just let you take it from there. I don't know where you saw it or. Okay, I was just I was just kind of browsing online, and it was a cool picture. And I was like, "Hey, this looks real cool." And usually, when you, when it comes to, it's always person A versus person B. Who's going to win? And in this case, it's always Superman paired with. And you've heard of Superman versus Goku, Superman versus Batman. Well, I was like, "Hey, what about Superman versus the Powerpuff Girls?" <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was a great picture. Don't get me wrong. And I told Rico, "Hey, who do you think wins?" And Rico laughs and says, "Oh, Superman." I was like, "Hey, but the Powerpuff Girls are pretty, you know, plain devil's advocate. Powerpuff Girls are pretty OP too. There's three of them. They have a vulnerability. They have very similar powers to just basic Superman." And I didn't really want to get into the whole Omni Omni Superman and the power of the sun and all that stuff. But it was just a fun little take. Um, to kind of show Rico was up. And then it kind of spiraled into, well, who do you think would win, right? What about Superman versus Bugs Bunny? And that's when Rico was like, hey, well, Bugs Bunny, no, Toon Physics. I was like, hey, Toon Physics is a big deal, right? And he's, you never know what he's going to pull out of his ass. And I agree, you never know what he's going to pull out of his ass. So it was just a kind of a funny conversation that kind of started. And then we got this idea, hey, well, you know, let's let's talk about it, get into a little bit more. Maybe we can have a couple of um, verses for you guys and kind of talk about our thoughts in regards to you know who do we think would win these death battles or these battles um between just characters and fiction so i'm gonna go ahead and let rico start off on the first one or if you want to add anything else feel free uh yeah just uh you know it, it was just a fun little discussion that we had uh there with the powerpuff girls and superman and uh you know, you can look at them, you can look at all these hypotheticals so many different ways. You can say, you can set like, uh, you can put, you can make settings. You can say like, is this in the future where the Powerpuff Girls are grown up? Do, does that naturally mean they become more powerful? Oh, uh, and at the, by the same token, does Superman's power diminish? What Superman are we looking at? What version of the Powerpuff Girls? Is this something we've seen before? Is it something we've never seen before? Different people are familiar with different versions of Superman. Others aren't. So it's just a, an interesting take. Uh, and, there, you know, there's not necessarily a right or wrong answer. It's just uh, based on different people's experiences, takes, opinions, whatever. So I think that makes it fun 
because you're often going to get that difference of opinion. And even if you agree that the same person, you can agree that the same person would win, it might be for drastically different reasons. So I think it's just a fun little thing back and forth. And this week we came out with three. I don't know if we'll touch on them all or if we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and save some maybe for next week or let's just see how, how, uh, we go with this timing. But the first one we have is an interesting one. Both uh, a battle of super geniuses, Dr. Octavius from the Spider-Man series and Mr. Freeze from DC Batman series. Universe slash series. Uh, I'm a little bit more familiar with one over the other. I don't know uh, if you want me to go ahead first, Marcus, or if you want to I'll let you go ahead first, and that way I can piggyback off yours. All right. So, obviously, both of them are extremely intelligent, uh, mad scientist type people. I don't remember. We can we can kind of just go back and forth a little bit here because I'll ask you questions. Maybe you're familiar with stuff. I'm not. I don't remember exactly what Octavius's end game is in his discovery. If he's just uh for the sake of uh for the like i know that he ends up getting taken over by the by his tentacles like mess with his mind and that's what makes him in that's what turns him from just this uh ambitious scientist to like a supervillain right uh what what was he trying to get at that he was using these because i know in I don't remember too much of him from the cartoon, but I do remember from the movie Spider-Man 2, the original Sony trilogy with uh, Tobey Maguire, that he was trying to harness the power of the sun. Yeah. And he was trying to make like self-sustaining power, but it was so powerful that he needed to use those, uh, those, those uh, tentacle, those pseudo tentacle arms. Uh, the chip ends up getting fried that controls like the AI and whatever it ends up taking over his mind. Bam, supervillain. Uh, and then on Freeze's side, I do know that his goal in all of it is to save his wife. His wife has a disease that is not treatable, so he ends up freezing her. And in the meantime, is trying to find a cure. I think in some movies and some comics, eventually he does find a cure. In others, like I think she's killed by other villains, which kind of drives him off the deep end. Mm-hmm. But uh, in terms of power, I I feel like I'm taking freeze. Yeah, and the the thing is, is anytime I put two people two people together. I usually go with obviously right if you're if you're if you're talking brains intellect intelligence which is a huge deal when you're talking about intelligence you want to talk about strength and then you want to talk about more or less abilities right their intelligence seems to be on par with one another just because they are evil geniuses their strength you can you can you can argue that the tentacles maybe can overpower freeze you know from a just overall power standpoint but ultimately when it comes to abilities besides doctor uh, uh, doctor ox you know eight arms 
the fact that Freeze, I, I don't want to call it magic, right? But he has the ability just to kind of freeze things and he has his freeze gun and he has these abilities that, you know, just being able to withstand withstand this cold at such a level. And I, I, yes, it is a strength, but I guess it also comes as a weakness, especially since um, Dr. Ock doesn't really have a weakness or weaknesses like Freeze because um, Dr. Ock does have that. I mean, uh, Freeze does have Nora Freeze. You know who he's trying to you know take care of make back to life if i'm doc oct that's the only thing that's kind of getting in my way for freeze and and i think freeze would win too but just because of weaknesses um that's it'd be a tough one it'd be a tough one just to kind of write off doc oct just because knowing him and he's done in the in the past he's gonna hit he's gonna give you low blows and he's gonna hit you where it hurts you know what's to stop him from taking you know nor freeze you know what i mean yeah, I'm I'm and I'm not I'm not uh, discounting the things that Doc Ock can do. You know, obviously there's a strength, there's a physical brute strength to Doc Ock that that Mr. Freeze just doesn't have. Yes, I know Freeze typically has a suit of armor that protects him. Uh you did mention he has that weakness that he needs to be in sub-zero temperatures. Uh so realistically, Doc Ock could go for the helmet. He could uh, just brute strength overpower him with his tentacles. To me, the difference just comes in that Freeze often has trinkets, uh, maybe little bombs, gadgets, uh, right? Uh, you, you get little gadgets and stuff. And one thing that you always see is the freeze gun, the standard freeze gun for a freeze villain, right? Yeah. And uh, I do know a lot of it seems like you would think that if he tried to freeze the tentacles, the tentacles could break it. But I feel like the weakness for Doc Ock comes in that he, outside of the tentacles, he's just a dude. Yeah. Right? So, so is Freeze, right? But I feel like the, in the case of the gun, straight up, just the gun versus the tentacles, if Freeze which they're both very intelligent. So who knows how this plays out, but if freeze is able to shoot doc Ock in the body, specifically the head and freeze his head. Uh, I feel like that's it. Uh, I don't know how they would, how that would play out being that the tentacles might have like a mind of their own and be able to continue fighting on their own. But then at that point, is it still Doc Ock or is it just the tentacles? Yeah. yeah. No, no. I mean, I, I, I think Freeze does, does take it. Um, just again, just because he seems to be a little bit more practical as far as his abilities and gadgets are concerned. Um, but yeah, again, I, I would go with Freeze. And yeah, we know ultimately at the end of the day, uh, to, and we've heard, we've heard the answer. Oh, it's whoever the writer wants to win. Yes, yes, we know, we know. But again, this is just hypothetical, for hypothetical sake and for our, you know, just for fun's sake, you know. Yeah, it, and it, it, it does feel very, very close, to be honest. It yes. could, one, one little thing, especially in a battle of super geniuses, would make all the difference. Uh, yeah. It was but, yeah, I guess, I guess I we both talking it out because I, I we had I, I i thought mr freeze before this but actually talking it out again it it made it a lot closer than i originally seemed in my head so that was yeah. awesome uh, another thing we didn't even touch on is also and if we're looking at movie doc ock he is harnessing the power of the sun and heat which is freeze's big weakness 
Yeah, exactly. And like I said, you know, we can always say, you know, oh, writer. But well, what, you know, if, what if, what if, what if here, what if there, which is just interesting to be able to throw it out there and, you know, you put it into words, talk, maybe opinions change, things change, whatever. But yeah, I mean, again, so or, you, or, you, or you can be messing with, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's freeze. Cool party. Yeah, he wins. Like he, I don't know anybody <laughs> that beats that guy, to be honest. <laughs> what for the other dinosaurs? The Ice Age. The Ice Age. You're not sending me to the cooler. <laughs> to the cooler. Hey, dude. Yeah. Hey, he wins the lines, dude. Hands down, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so our first fight, two zero, Mister Freeze over Duck Ock. Yes. The next one, another one that's a little bit more on the fun, funny side, is gonna be Homer Simpson versus Peter Griffin. The Simpsons versus Family Guy. I've done a crossover, and we're familiar with that crossover. I've seen a little bit. I've seen most of it. There are Simpsons crossover with Family Guy. I'm not sure if you've seen it. I have not. I've seen bits and pieces, right? But ultimately, yeah, you do get a. Or, or even if you haven't, you you have seen them both go toe to toe with. Well, like Peter goes chicken mode and fights against a chicken, or Homer goes, you know, just strangles the shit out of people. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let you take it away, man. Who do you think? Uh, this one is kind of 50 50 for me. I think I do have a favorite, but I feel like I'll learn a little bit more as we talk about it and I get a little bit more of what you're familiar with. I do know one thing, one thing I see is that, or one thing that I think conditions are important. Is this strictly, if this is strictly 1v1, or is it, or do we get to include like, some Simpsons characters and some, some I'm going, uh, I'm family one, versus family. I'm going one v one. If you go family, you have Lisa, who's you know genius, and then you have Bart, who's gonna, who's gonna you know stomp all over all of them if you let him. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, to, to 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 me, well, actually, to me, in my opinion, like that would change. That would change the fight completely because of Stewie. I actually think Stewie being the evil super genius that he is. True. Uh, I think the I think I think what what completely alters the fight is Stewie versus uh what's her name Maggie. Yeah. Because Maggie in certain video games and stuff like that is kind of like a godlike character that can like beat anybody. But that versus Stewie, I guess we can leave that for another time. And we can just stick to like 1v1. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to ask you a quick question before you really get into it, right? Who do you, okay, we're, we're doing Homer versus Peter. Who wins in a drinking contest? Oh. <laughs> drinking contest. Who do you think? Because I know, again, I feel like I, I feel I feel I maybe it's a cop out, but I feel like if it is like a short term sprint, for some reason, I lean Peter. But if it's a long, drawn out drinking thing, I feel like I can't go against Homer. You see, I was kind of on that same boat, right? If it's if it's short spurts. And, and I think there's an episode where Peter actually drinks a, a tank of beer from a forklift or something stupid like that. And Peter, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, right, there's a little bit more uh, cartoon tomb physics in the family guy because if he said, if all they have to do is he says something and it happens, right, they go back and kind of replay whatever. But if it's a short, if short spurts, and you've seen the episode also where he has, he gets drunk and starts playing the piano or whatever, 
it is going to down them quick, fast. And you don't really see Homer kind of downing them that quick, but Homer's excessively always drinking beer and he's just sipping and sipping and sipping so i have to agree with you on that it depends and obviously there's always going to be that you know you got to put some rules on it but yeah. overall overall if you had to pick one guy to drink for you who are you getting i'm 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 going homer simpson man like i'm going for the long i'm going for the long, game. The long game that's, that's crazy, just man. me that's just if, me i'm going for the long game if, if if i had somebody to drink man that's, you know it is interesting if i had somebody like hey i'm, I'm gonna take i'm gonna take you're taking you're taking Homer for the long game. If you're looking it down as many as as quickly as possible, I think I'm taking Peter Griffin. I, I think I would take Peter Griffin in the you know, and not that I, I love Homer. So I love The Simpsons more so yeah. than Family Guy. But um, Peter if that, Griffin. If that if that was if if we were doing like the the quick competition, of course, easily. But if I had to pick, like I'm not going in. I'm going into it not knowing what's going on. Like I just got to go with Homer, man. Yeah, Homer's a safe pick for sure, for sure. All the, right, guy's, so the guy's been drinking for 33 years. Still <laughs> <laughs> going strong, man. And so, I think uh, in terms of the fight, like just the straight up fight, I think there is a lot more tune physic and crazy stuff that we see Peter do. He does get in a fight with that with that chicken episode, man. And I and this and this fight is epic. They go from the bus to the sky to the bottom, and they're just beating the shit out of each other, and they're just going and going. But then I see some arguments that Homer Simpson can actually take. And there was an episode, or even if you want to take in the, the games, but no, um, one of the episodes where he gets he actually takes a beating by uh, what are they called? Those crane balls or those balls in a crane? He's just it's it's in that it's in the movie, isn't it? Where he there's a house and he's mm-hmm. stuck to that that giant iron ball and it's just bashing him across the houses or whatever. So Homer can take a beating. So the thing is, my thing here is who's going to last longer. I obviously, I think Peter will, Peter's all offense. Peter's going to fight and punch a shadow person, but he does get exhausted with the fight with the chicken or Homer. It just takes it and just becomes like this massive Snorlax type tank. Who's just going to tank damage, not really dish it out, but just tank damage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, again, again, long game versus short game. Ads. <laughs> uh, and and uh, it's crazy because I believe The Simpsons is still like the longest running show. Yeah. So, you know, maybe Homer hasn't done some of the outrageous things that, that Peter, Peter has yeah, done, yeah. that Peter has done, but he's lasted. He's just durable, the test of time. And I just don't see... If Peter doesn't does cannot find a way to one shot Homer, like Homer outlast just outlasts him. See, uh, that's I, I, that's, I, that's, that's what I that's a, at least that's my opinion. No, that's actually some of the, some of the things I, I've seen where it's it's what are you going with? And people see well, Peter Peter Peter's actually can actually fight and hit the hell out of people and just offense. And I can also take a hit because he takes a lot of chingasos and goes down. Or, you know. You know, it takes a lot of hits and goes down and just, you know, takes it, takes it, takes it. Where Homer, again, is just this vat of just just tank energy that's just going to take all these hits. So, again, uh, on this one, I, 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 I think just because of the balance, I think I would have to take Peter, you know, mm-hmm. um, and not to discredit Homer just because, again, he's been around for a long time. But I, I'm going I'm going Peter, man. Person, you know, my opinion. Yeah, I, I b- have both of them died. I think both of them have died at some point and come back. No. Yeah, yeah, I'm more than sure. And I, I'm thinking more of the of the episode, or it might have been Bart who was on a hospital because there's an episode in The Simpsons where they get older, but then they obviously regress because I think Homer was in a 
No, actually, Homer does end up in a coma. He does. He does. He ends up in a coma. Things happen. And that's where The Simpsons, because I remember an article way back when where it, the Simpsons starts getting a little bit more fantastical um, after Homer actually ends up in the hospital because, uh, through with a concussion or something. And people believe there's a theory that he's actually dead already or something. So crazy stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, I could see it either way. It's it's kind of dead even. Like the, the short game, Peter just does pulls something out of his ass, has more tomb physics on his side, just automatically just kills the guy. Or maybe... Maybe Homer just outlasts him and Peter just gives up. Or maybe they both give up because neither one can fucking take down the other. Who knows? But you go, Peter. I go, Homer. 1-1. One, one, Homer, Peter. Sir, and then the last one. I think we have a little bit of time. We're, we're, we want to try to keep this under an hour, but I think we're more at the hour five-minute mark. So just to kind of wrap it up here in this last, this last uh, fight, uh, I'll let Rico take over here. All right, so our last one, our last uh, thing for this week, our last fight is uh, Johan Liebert from the anime slash manga Monster and the Joker from the DC Universe or Batman uh, comics, animated series, movies, what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll get your take first on this. Okay, so as far as this is concerned and i know kind of like right off the bat you kind of think joker joker and um and i get it you know joker is this this serial killer with a you know just devious and nothing can rock him and not even scarecrows gas can you know inflict damage on this guy's mental psyche because he is that crazy because of that particular thing and we know that johan kind of you know loves He's a master manipulator in every sense of the word. He's evil incarnate, but at the same time, he he has a very high IQ. He's cunning. He never get never does a nitty gritty by himself, and he understands human psychology to a T. He's able to kind of just do just about manipulate everybody in any shape or form, from young to old, and he just operates at a at a very powerful, intelligent level. Whereas Joker, again, he's again just from what I know, right? It doesn't seem like he's affected by much of this, just because he's so warped in his in his psyche that he just, whether he's afflicted by it or not, is that 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 to me is what's up in the air. Is Johan Lieber going to be able to manipulate someone like the Joker? What what do you think? Um. Yeah. I mean that that's ultimately the big question it comes down to. Uh, I have seen some iterations of the Joker in comics books and stuff where. You know, they do consider him also to be genius level intellect. He's just, like you said, completely warped and not, you know, living in his own world where he has his own like cruel and terrible form of entertainment. I guess not much unlike Johan Liebert. Uh, I think the big difference is that uh, another one that kind of comes down to settings and scenarios and stuff like that, because I feel like Johan's ultimate uh, ability would be what he's able to get other people to do for him. So if this was a strict case of a 1v1, I strength think, I, 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 not strength, just j- maybe, you know, straight up fight, just them going against each other. I see Joker quicker to pull a knife, pull a trigger, throw a grenade, I, I think, use a I bomb. Think, 
physically, I think Joker would <laughs> would whoop the shot of Johan, right? That's which is why, you know, Johan never, I, I want to put him in a 1v1 fight. Yeah, and I see, I see him, I just see like it being a, I could see how Johan could maybe surprise him, but I feel like 85, 90% of the time, Joker just wins in a physical altercation because I see him quicker to commit violence, shooting him, stabbing him, throwing, pulling out a bomb, something. And I just don't see Johan's mind tricks working on the on somebody that's so warped you know one of the biggest other characters in the in joker's story is another genius level intellect and in not or i wouldn't maybe i wouldn't go that far but I, in in her field another psychologist that tries to work with him and ends up becoming his biggest minion harley quinn see and i love harley like i i i, I love harley quinn you know um harley quinn's one stuff she was able to kind of tap into the Joker and, and, and to the level where Joker was kind of able to, un, you know, bring Harley to, to, to him side. But that's my thing. Is Harley like your big, like that's your big manipulation? Like, oh, you got this like doctor psychologist to join your side? One person? Like, what are, what are Joker's like mind intellectual abilities compared to like Johan? Like, Johan was manipulating entire organizations and people on and people on people on people. And Johan is, again, he's... It said in the anime that what his charisma said to be on par with the likes of what Jesus Christ, and he's mm -hmm. described as evil incarnate and utterly inhuman. The in his descriptions, mm -hmm. like this guy can can be labeled not even human from the get go. So if his mind ability or her manipulative abilities are not even human, like what would it, what would it, think about it in terms like this? Look what Joker did to Harleen, right? What would Johan have done to Harleen Quinzel? Oh, uh, that well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I mentioned Johan's biggest, biggest ability is what he can do to other people and how he can drive normal people insane. Not unlike the Joker, maybe even better than what the Joker can do. But if you're just saying he wouldn't be able to tap into Joker, he, like he wouldn't be able to do it to the Joker. So that negates the strongest part of Johan. So in that case, I think he, the Joker wins by default, unless by some, by, you know, Johan decides to pick up a gun and shoot the guy, which I mean, we haven't seen from Johan because he gets other, he's such an evil genius that he gets other people to do everything for him. Uh and I just don't see him doing that to Joker. Now, I think there would be a little bit of a closer case if we do start to involve other people, because then there's no telling who Johan convinces uh, what like people to do what and, you know, his minions and underlings. Joker also has minions and underlings, but I don't think to the same effect that maybe Johan could do. I think, I think overall, and again, Johan has like, you know, traveled you know, multiple countries and multiple places and has manipulated just countless. And again, keep in mind that nobody even knows. And I think this works against Joker. Actually, one of the things nobody knows what Johan is even called or if he's even a real person, they just know that he's some sort of guy out there with a reputation. You know what yeah. I mean? So if Joker goes in, not even knowing, you know, Johan, I think does have some sort of element of surprise here, just overall in general. Um, I actually think Johan, because he does it so easily and flawlessly, I think he would actually 
be able to kind of get Joker to think about certain things. I'm not saying he'd be able to to just outright take down Joker in that sense, but I think Joker would at least contemplate like, hey, you know, like contemplate his life, man, <laughs> which would be kind of interesting to see. Yeah, I think I think the only way, the only thing Joker really cares about in his life is Batman. Yeah. So, so, like- so he, he just loves fucking with Batman. So if, if Johan, but the, you see, then if we're going to go into that, like, then we have to open up another conversation, like uh, bringing other people into the fold. If Johan were to do something to Batman, then maybe then he can fuck with Joker. But then does that drive Joker off the deep end and say, I'm going to kill this motherfucker because he like, am I going all out? No playing games. Does he turn into something completely different? Mm-hmm. And just straight up murder the guy, stop having a good time because he killed the one thing that, you know, his counterpoint, his foil, you know, what he cares about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think it would be closer, like if we brought other things into the fold, but 1v1, yeah. I, I got to take Joker because I just feel like his, him being more prone to violence. Uh, that's what i was gonna get to i think if if johan has time which again let's say you dropped johan in gotham city like and how much time does johan have i think again i would actually give it to his long-term short short term game if you give johan a lot of time i think he's gonna take down joker but if you put them both right there bam and you know in the center of gotham and they're both at each other joker i think joker wins but i think with time Remember, Johan's considered the Antichrist. I don't know about you, but that scares the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, and people remember, people have called him the Antichrist. I, th- I and that's what I think. I think with time, give give Johan time. Mm-hmm. I th- I think he ultimately at the end takes down Joker. Um, I think his intellectual abilities, you know, do surpass Joker's by a lot. I think, or let me rephrase that: his inte- intellectual manipulative abilities. I think surpass Joker's insanity. That that that's that's my opinion, anyways. But again, if you put him down, Joker's gonna whoop out a knife for a gun <laughs> and straight up. You remember that one scene where Johan has he has a he tells uh Kenma to, Kenma to put a gun in his head and he goes, "Are you gonna shoot? Are you gonna shoot?" <laughs> I think Joker shoots, man. <laughs> yeah, that's why I've got like you know. <laughs> But that's a fun one. That, that's a fun one. I think with time, I think Johan does. Um, yeah, I, I, I honestly think the closer, the closer, I think the best fight, in my opinion, would be what happens if other people are involved. Because we've seen it before where uh, Joke, Joker actually has Batman defending him. Uh, I think to me, the most likely way that Johan wins is if he gets Batman to kill Joker. Hey, Batman has a lot of issues, man. Because <laughs> Batman is the one person that Joker will never kill. Everybody think- else, everybody else in the world is expendable to the Joker. But if, if it, I, I think he could convince Batman to kill Joker. You think because... He can? I think he I think Johan could convince Batman to kill Joker. Because I, I, Batman is an extremely troubled individual. <laughs> that just sounds funny, dude. Oh, well, the he, cape of the dark knight. Yeah, he's he has issues, man. 
I mean, like, he is. You can't ignore it. Like the guys, yeah, yeah. the guy has issues. He dresses yeah. up as a bat and goes and fights these crazy people. <laughs> like just at it, at the ground level, he, he's something else. I mean, I, and, and, it, and he's my favorite hero because of that complex story and stuff like that. But he's he's prime pickings for Johan Lieber, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, if the it's Joker, the if he was to get involved, Johan would be licking his chops. And then to me, the fight changes. Does Bat yeah. is Bat does Batman is he able to convince Batman to kill him before he can stop Johan? And I think in the grand scheme of things, Joker might not even care to defeat Johan at that point because what he's always wanted is for Batman to kill him. Because he's always wanted Batman to break his one rule because he considers that victory. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, again, and if you if you bring any, I one v one, we have our answers. Like, but I, obviously, if you get other people involved, then you know you start putting these scenarios, and obviously, it changes, right? And ultimately, again, it's always just for our sake, for fun's sake. Um, you can always spin it to the way you know you know we want, you know, but. Just one v one overall abilities. You know, I, I, I think. Well, you, you said you would take Joker. I think mm -hmm. I would take Johan's intellectual capabilities because, again, I think his, I think his intellect does surpass Joker's insanity. Yeah, good. there and th there's a little bit of unevenness too, and like the cartoony, the little bit more cartoony versions of Joker we, versus the of Joker. more the more the realism of Johan. Uh, and I won't go into that because Joker has died before and come back. And uh, so has Johan, right? Th there's different versions. Well, not exactly. All right, I guess. Not 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 in the way not in the way of that Joker's been resurrected and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, and not in the way that Joker is in some in some universes. Joker is an ideal that will live forever because he's not really he doesn't really have an identity. He's not a person. He's a He's uh he's just chaos incarnate, which can be taken up by anybody, just the way like Batman, anybody can be Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we won't get in, go into that philosophical stuff because then it's not really a fight anymore. Yeah, and that gets even more complex. Yeah. Um, and that changes the dynamic, obviously, right? I love philosophy, right? Getting to philosophical aspects. But now let's not do that. Because that that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be an extra 30 minutes. Yeah, and I don't I don't discount Johan because I think Johan is probably like the purest evil character yeah. i've ever seen <laughs> i just i i just with with like to me it just comes down to johan uses logic and trauma and all that and for a guy i don't know i just feel like there is none of that in joker's mind it's all that is in joker's mind is one thing how can i fuck with batman today So I guess we're gonna put that one one and one and again. One one one. Two oh freeze, one one Peter Homer and one one Johan Joker. Yeah, and, and that and again, either either one of those could have gone both ways. And I'm sure with more with more scenarios and more talking, we could have easily just, you know, ran with it. But again, for time's sake, we wanted to keep it um concise, right, for our entertainment. Yeah, maybe uh this was fun though, like Maybe it's something we can continue to do. Maybe we all, we've also discussed a format in which we announce like a fight a week ahead 
And uh, we'll come back the next week, kind of like doing our research, seeing what we think, looking at clips, different versions of a character. If we're not familiar with somebody, I know, especially like in the anime space, Marcus knows a lot more about characters than I do. So with that week of preparation, I could I will feel more comfortable being able to discuss and give a little bit of input as to what I think. Uh, and maybe vice versa, if there's something that I'm familiar with a little bit more than Marcus is not, he could feel the same. Yeah, um, we can actually do it. At least at least one fight a week, see how that goes. And kind of, you know, again, uh, trial and error. We're still in the trial and error phase. So I hope you guys are patient with us and um, can offer any sort of feedback. Yeah. And if there's anything, if there's any fight in particular, you know, you want to hear about or us to get into and stuff like that, you can... Throw that out there. Uh, yeah, we, we are. I think we, uh, as it as it stands right now, we we operate our podcast out of a Discord. So maybe at some point we're gonna be opening up the Discord. We can have like a fight uh, section where we can discuss that, uh, or you can drop suggestions or stuff like that. Send us some messages about what you want to hear. Uh, I do plan probably to at some point publish this maybe on youtube so maybe in the comment section stuff like that yeah and, and again just let us know and this is just kind of we're, we're already wrapping up our thoughts and, and wrapping up um so again just to kind of let you know that uh what we have going on and, and what we are planning and what we want to do for the future of our podcast and for the future of just you know our hub in general um we see where we go from here um, if if the one you want to find something that's that's awesome, great. And or, you know, but we also like to touch base on other fun articles. I know last time we talked about just burnout. This time we had the fight the the one v one fights. So if it's something we can incorporate and then add another fun uh, article or another fun discussion next time, then we'll go ahead and do that. Or you can you know just let us know. We can go about it like that also. Sounds good. Well, I think that was week seven, huh, Marcus? Yeah, no, that was that was a great it was a great podcast. It was a great week. We try to keep it under an hour. I think we're a little bit over. Uh, not a little bit over, eh, it's kind of what, one hour and 15, 20. But uh, just for future reference, just to make it easier, uh, again, we are in the trial and error fra- uh, phase. Um, but again, if you have anything or you know um, to say or any feedback, please let us know in the comments or please let us know in general. And we'll be, you know, well, what is it? Uh, going forward and um, getting better at what, we're do- at what we're doing. Yeah, again, we're just trying to figure this out uh, for ourselves, what it's going to be, who it's going to be for. And uh, we just appreciate any, again, like Marcus mentioned, feedback. And thanks for giving us your time. All right, well, that's it for me, Rico. All right. That's week seven, Meta Era Nerds. Signing off. You have a good one, guys.